0: So, in the previous chapter, we were. Um,
1: in the
0: like uh, previous chapter, we we're talking about how um, this issue of senseless hatred um, exists by people who are officially servants of Hashem. And uh, yet, everyone builds their own uh, altar, and they can't connect with others. And we we're speaking about how there is a lot to be gained by connecting with others, by ser- sharing where you are in your service of Hashem with another person. Um, we said that there's many things to be gained. Remember any things that could be gained, Daniel? On, uh, or
1: or about,
0: about start at eleven. At the end of chapter 10, we, we, we summarized the, the three things that you gain by talking to other people. Number one is, um, another person can recognize the issues that you yourself don't see. Number two, just sharing with others itself it makes it so much more real to you. And number three, by talking over another person, besides the fact that they, could, they can give you advice, um, besides that, I'm sorry, besides the fact that, that they could um, yeah, even if I, besides the fact of giving you advice, make a decision with someone else. Um, it's so much more powerful. you talk it over to someone, you decide to do something, it's a very, very powerful thing. But because of this lack of um, self-effacement, lack of humility, lack of vital, so what happens instead is that no one holds space for the other. They can't talk to each other about, about their issues. Instead of them thank you very much. Instead of each one um, uh, sharpening the other in Torah study and sharpening other's service of Hashem, they um, they get insul- insulted by uh, by hearing um, hearing another person's opinion. They, they they feel that that this is a threat to them. And uh, but there's so much that's lost by that because by just by sharing by sharing connecting another person, so much can be gained. Um, so. That's going to continue now in chapter eleven. Chapter eleven means when it's all bankrupt, right? When, you're, when, you're, when eleven is bankruptcy. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to get out of bankruptcy here. We're going to, we're going to address it. We're going to address bankruptcy. What's it? What's the? Uh, let's go straight to it. So. In matters of divine service, people who are self-absorbed cannot cooperate and join together to do something good. They can't get together. Not just because they can't discuss their own issues with the other person, but they can't unite together with another person. Let's do something together. Why not? Because he doesn't consider the other person's service to be a service. He says, well, he's not a servant of Hashem. He is not a servant of Hashem, and therefore uniting with him in the effort of serving Hashem won't gain anything because this guy isn't a member of this kind of tribe. He doesn't do that. That's not something that he does. Um, In his mind, he minimizes other person's efforts, and he, in his mind... Disgraces and negates All the positive qualities of the other person All the good things the other person has Everyone has both But in his mind All the good the other person is doing is, is worthless And whatever he finds in the other person That is a deficiency Besides the fact that his good is, Goes back to zero Besides that Whatever fault he finds in the other person Even if it's only superficial and has nothing to do with the thing that he's trying to do, or the the essence of that person is. It's just a it's just a a, a, a uh, thing that's so totally on the outside. He'll magnify it, expand on it, speak about it, speaking about it profusely, and humiliating, humiliating that person. He's going to go oh this. He's going to see that person in the prism of this mistake, and he's going to talk about this this issue. I don't know where my father got this from, but he told me once that a him is like a, a turkey fight. This is what he told me. I haven't, I haven't googled this ever, so I don't know. So if a is like a turkey fight. A turkey fight. Unfortunately, he's saying about the, not a good right He says when, when when turkeys see in another turkey that there's a tiny bit of blood, that all the turkeys gather on that turkey and they they kill the turkey, destroy it.
1: Chickens do that to their to, to rule that call cool, maybe chicken. And they see blood in the chicken? Yeah. They, they, they that happens all
0: the time. happens all the time. Kobe wasn't a turkey, he was a chicken. Maybe maybe miss miss, uh, miss of the family. Um but anyways that's what's going on over here. The guy has a tiny deficiency and it's a deficiency. Like there's blood there, you know, it's it's a problem. And yet instead of like oh Rahmanus let's help him out, it's, it's the opposite. It's let it, he negates and he talks at length about this person's issues. Well magnify that's if you find something which is superficial. What if you find something in this other person that's a not good character trait? What if you find something not good in this person? There's no person in the world who's a complete tzaddik who does not make mistakes. For sure you'll find, if you're looking for it, a not good character trait. Not just a not good behavior, something external. If you want to find something not good in in his character, you will find it. So what will happen when he finds that? He'll decide that this proves that everything he does is absolutely zero. It's a proof. Because this person has this issue, he'll decide that it's all zero. And for his, he will magnify this person's evil in comparison to his goodness until the good is as if it doesn't exist. I think I shared with you the previous Shabbos statement about the three levels, three kinds of letters in the Sefer Torah, that the uh, three kinds of letters in the Torah are small letters, average letters, and big letters. Shafir Keba says that a Jew is like a Torah too, and you have to have different letters for different things than another Jew. Their faults should be to you like in small letters, and their virtues should be in big letters, so that you, n- you don't notice their faults, and you, and you, and you feel, you look at another person, you feel their virtues. But this person does the opposite. The person's faults to him are in massive letters. And his virtues are uh, illegible. That's not the truth. That's not reality. The fact that guy serves Hashem in prayer and learns Torah and does mitzvahs, those are good things. Looking at another person who spends his day serving Hashem in prayer and Torah, he's doing a lot of good. He's doing a lot of good. Why does he have negative character trait? It's because he hasn't fixed that character trait yet. He's striving to develop his character, and he hasn't fixed that character trait. The person is born as a wild donkey. He's not born in a refined state. That's the reason he's in this world. That's one of the purposes why the Nesham comes to this world, is to rectify... All of the character traits. Did everyone spoke about um, a common thing people say about uh, religious people? People say, how can we find religious people who are dishonest, religious people who are uh, make, who are obnoxious, or all, all kinds of issues that religious people have? Doesn't that prove the guy was writing to that, that religious people that, that the Torah isn't uh, that keeping Torah is such a great thing? So. I don't know the words that have said, but the content to me left this impression in my mind, that we're all starting to race different places. Everyone starts, some people are born with a kind, beautiful nature, and then they drink the Kool-Aid, and the Kool-Aid makes it even kinder, and even more generous. Some people start the race as obnoxious and selfish and all kinds of other stuff, and so when they, they drink the Kool-Aid, and the Kool-Aid is effective, but it makes it a little less obnoxious, a little less, it, it just doesn't mean the Kool-Aid isn't good Kool-Aid. They're good Kool Aid, and the Kool Aid is effective, but it depends on the person drinking the Kool Aid. Not everyone's born the same way, so you you look at a person, and he's learning Torah and davening all day. So, what is the guy who's missing the bittul? The guy who has who has been injected with the clip of Midian, the evil of Midian. What does he in This person, he sees his Torah and prayers worthless. He's not. He says his Kool Aid isn't Kool Aid. He's not drinking Kool Aid. If he would drink Kool Aid, then he wouldn't have this arrogance. If he drank Kool Aid, then he wouldn't have this. Uh, this, this jealousy, he wouldn't have this, all these things inside of him, where does it come from? It's a proof that his Kool-Aid is in Kool-Aid. That's what he says to himself. What's the truth? truth is other person is davening, and he is learning, and he's working on himself, and he hasn't been successful in completely eradicating all the evil in him because a person is born like a wild donkey. Yes, he's drinking the Kool-Aid, and yes, the Kool-Aid is Kool-Aid, but that doesn't mean that, uh, that, that, that he's, he, everything about him is perfect. He's, he's, he's on the journey. That's the meaning of the pasuk. The days of our lives are seventy years in them. It means Hashem gives us seventy years to do something in them. What's the them? There are seventy years you're supposed to spend in them. The word behem is the same letters as the word animal. Everyone's given a different animal, and so you have to spend seventy years working on the animal. And so the animal is different in every, every person. And so the other person's uh, failure in various character traits doesn't mean his Torah isn't good, doesn't mean his prayers aren't good. It just means he hasn't fixed his animal yet. And, and it takes a long time. That, and that's what a person is meant to do in this world. When it says in the Torah, you've spent 70 years in them, it's referring to the word them again means animal. 70 years correcting the negative, natural character traits of the animal soul. It's natural. He's born with these natural character traits. Not that his Torah isn't good, his his, his midas. His, his Torah and his prayers are good. He's born with a big animal soul, which, is, um, which isn't good. And he's working on it. He hasn't, he hasn't been successful. That's why a person is given 70 years. Why 70 years? Because there are 7 character traits and each of them has 10 parts. And that's the purpose of why the soul and the the animal soul are married for this time. You can't correct everything at once. Little by little can you divorce the evil inside of you. Joseph the Torah says about the Jewish people conquering the land of Israel. Little by little can they rid the land of Israel from the Canaanites, little by little, it's not going to happen all at once, and so to each person, every person is like the land of Canaan, and he has all kinds of Canaanites inside of him, and all kinds of the seven nations, and he has to get rid of all the, the seven nations, he has to work on his character, and it takes time, but also, you know, well, yourself, it takes time, the other person also takes time. Also, you know you have faults that you have for 20-30 years other person also has faults for 20-30 years and, and, But that doesn't mean That the good he's is doing isn't good It takes <laughs> a lot of effort A lot of work to fix it Ultimately Over the course of time With lots of prayer With lots of meditation and galines With lots of Hard knuckling it Over the animal soul. Doing the right thing. Letting your godly soul's character guide your life. He weakens. He refines and purifies the negative character traits of his animal soul. So he has to uh, work hard and take a long time and eventually he's able to uh, change some things inside of himself. So, looking at the other person, looking at his, na- his negative character traits, looking at his, at his shortcomings, you have to realize that this guy certainly is going to correctify his character traits. And sometimes he'll need help from someone else. Because himself, he can't do it because of his self-love. Because of his self-love, he doesn't even know that he has his negative character traits he's he needs his friend to draw his attention to it, and to give him advice and, and more. If you truly love the other person, then you have to talk to him. You talk to him privately. If you really care, then talk to him. That he should encourage the other person to fix his negative character trait. And give him advice how to fix it. So instead of immediately relegating this person to uh, to the realm of the irrelevant uh, because his service of Hashem is worthless and his davening is worthless, the Rebbe says, first of all, realize that negative character traits don't mean that his service of Hashem isn't good. His service of Hashem could be good. Just it takes time to fix these things. Number two, um... Uh, this person eventually will fix those things because he's a servant of Hashem, and therefore he's on, the, he's on the road, he's on the journey like you are. And number three, if you care about him, then why don't you talk to him? If you care about him, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to speak to him and give him advice of, of, of what's going on and how to fix it. You so, say, okay, don't do this. But instead, you regard the other person as nothing, and you humiliate him, and you degrade him, But I hate him, especially if you do this in front of other people. This indicates your hatred for him. That you hate him in your heart, you don't want his benefit at all. When you put down this other person's service of Hashem, and especially in front of other people, that that attitude um, affects the whole way you approach life. In other words, the way it's supposed to be is that you're supposed to be pro-service of Hashem. You're supposed to be pro-what Hashem wants. But here you've taken exception with this person and you've said this person his service of Hashem is meaningless and worthless and whatever he does is worthless so what you're really doing also is you're uh, there's, there, there, the, the implicit in what you're doing is a disdain for davening and Torah I noticed this yesterday some people look at the kinus as a, as a bad thing like to say kinus and tishvah, to say kinus. but some people feel like Kinos is a bad thing. Why do they feel it's a bad thing? Because, because there are some people that say Kinos and they say it in the wrong way. They feel that they only say it about the past. They don't think about the coming Moshiach, and they're just they're just focusing on the negative and they're bitter, and therefore they say in the bad. And they, since, since since they 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 don't say it in the right way, so therefore they look at the whole the whole institution of reciting these prayers. As a as a as a negative thing, it's something that shouldn't be be done. Not if you ask them, Are you supposed to say it or not. Yeah, you're supposed to say it. But but it, it, in in a in a subtle way, it changes the whole approach to what they're doing. Uh, I'm not saying this is not for me. Uh, this is not for this. That 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 approach. that's not from where does it come from? It comes from a a determining that there's there's a way that this is done which isn't good, and therefore it leaks out to this is not for me. It, it, as opposed to your real attitude, which is, no, it should be said in the right way. Uh, but uh, in a similar way, w- w- when you decide that one person service of Hashem is, and you negate it, and you disgrace him in your heart, you say, this person is not the way he's... Met. What you're also doing um, is is you're, you're also, in yourself, your whole approach is is, is going against the will of Hashem. You're, you're, you're now joined forces with the uh, Midian and you're not, you're not um, in sync with the will of Hashem. You, you, you're, it, it, this affects the whole way you approach Judaism. Instead of seeking the other person's welfare, um, what happens is, is that it's the opposite. Instead of him trying to help the other person, he, um, he seeks, he hates him. So why does he hate the other person? It's because of his own lack of service of Hashem. Because he didn't really serve Hashem properly himself. Because his service of Hashem isn't genuine. Even though he serves Hashem, any daven, Torah, however, it's not real. It's not coming from a place of putting himself aside with Bittel. Rachatz means completely putting yourself aside. And so his service of Hashem is lacking that. Rather, his own service of Hashem is characterized by yeshus and feelings of self. And because his own service of Hashem is characterized by his own self absorption and his own feelings of self and how he feels about it, therefore, he, um, uh, he inevitably slips into looking for faults and criticizing other people. Kits are in short. We're t- discussing this chapter the separation unfortunately exists between people who serve Hashem for unjustified reasons. Instead of joining together and, and giving suggestions to the other person and instead there's this separation. So where does it come from? Why don't you want to speak to the other person? The says you should know what it is. Be aware of what it is in yourself. <laughs> the reason is there's hatred, and there's no real service of Hashem. Because you're not really serving Hashem, therefore it le- it spills into this um, these negative feelings and uh, yeah. So instead of, so really this is an example of what the Gemara discusses um, where it says "Call the All diseases a person could see except for their own diseases. On the surface, the Talmud is talking about a Kohen that a Kohen is not allowed to ascertain whether or not uh, he himself has the disease of Tzaras. He's allowed to, allowed to decide for everybody else, but he can't decide for himself. So the Chasidic masters read the statement of the Talmud in this way they say, All diseases a person could see, but they can't see their own diseases. That's the first thing. They can't see it. So that's the first part of this chapter. The guy has all these issues, he, he, he's not aware of his issues. Why is not aware? Because of his self love, he can't see his own issues. So that's why he needs you to talk to him Because he doesn't know And it takes a long time 70 years in them 70 years in the animal Then the second part of the chapter Talks about this, another way of reading That same passage in the Talmud The Talmud says All the diseases a person sees Except for their own Another way of reading that sentence is Where all the diseases you see On the outside of you where do they, Why do you see these diseases It's because It's because of your own diseases because of your own disease, that's why you see disease in others. That's everything over here. Why do you think this other person is? is why do you talk to him? Why don't you share with him? Why, 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 do you, why do you determine that everything he's doing is bad just because he has a couple of mistakes in himself? Why are you determining that these most external, superficial things means that, that, that his character is nothing? And where does it come from? It's coming because you're not old, you're not serving Hashem really. You're not really serving Hashem, and therefore. Um, you don't see the good in other person. Your 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 inability to see the other person's goodness is because uh, there's something in you. That's why you're not able to see the bigger picture. Like to uh, like someone has a he smells a foul odor odor everywhere. Probably something's on his nose. You know, that's that's as I was saying. You you smelling the foul odor, you're seeing it, but really it's it's not it's not uh, your your determination that a person's worthless because of this, because of that. Where it's coming from? It's coming because your service of Hashem is not with Hanachas <laughs> Atzimusai. You're not putting yourself on the side. If you put yourself on the side, so then you would be able to see the other person's goodness, you'd be able to see their their um, good the way it really is, you will be able to look past it, and be able to be, be friends with the other person despite their faults, you'd be able to see the good in them, and you be able to... Um, get past your own ego and, and have a conversation with the other person about what the other person needs to hear and in a way they'll need to hear it um, it reminds me of the Tzemaq Tzedek Tzemaq Tzedek was once asked by someone uh, what's the benefit that Hasidus has in comparison to those who study the, 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 the books of ethics there, there are two schools of thought there's, a, there's the, the school of thought of Hasidus, the school of thought of ethics so what's the um, advantage a Chassidus has over the other school? <laughs> Since said, if someone studied the school of e- the other school, the school the books of ethics, and can't see the virtue in Chassidus, is a big question whether they've achieved anything in their study of ethics. <laughs> As why can't they see the virtue of those who are studying Chassidus? Why can they see it? It's because it's a big, a big question whether their study of ethics has done something for them. If they really study ethics the way it's meant to be, so then they would uh, they would see the virtue of the other people. So they're saying in this chapter as well, chapter eleven, chapter of bankruptcy. Why is it that you see the other person's fault in such color, and you can't see their virtues? It's something. It's because your service of Hashem is, is colored by a lack of self-effacement, putting yourself on the side for the will of Hashem. But if it, if you put yourself on the on your side, if you put yourself on the side, in your service service of Hashem, and service from truly then then a different picture emerges in the other person. L'chaim, L'chaim. Any questions or comments? This is the river shot. river This is
1: to my So when we look at the most primeval animal, the amoeba, it has a lot it, it has a leader, it has legs, this, that. The only thing it has, it just bumps around and bumps around, comes in contact with something. These either recognizes it as eaten, to eat its food, or not, right? So the only part of it is really an olfactory, a sense of smell, a chemical identification of smell, okay? That's its, that's its soul power. We look at people, okay? You can go to your refrigerator, open your refrigerator, and if the cap is off of a milk that's gone sour, five feet away, you pick up those 12 atoms to get that then drift into <laughs> space across your nose and instantly you know, that's bad. So our ability to um, filter and understand is incredibly sensitive. We're designed that way. You know, like you say, you don't pass the smell test, and it's kind of a joke. But you know, that's how much of an effect it has on our brain. You know, I don't like you. You don't smell good. You know, very it's interesting. It's protected in certain ways, too. I mean, you yeah, you smell smoke, you get up, and get out of there. I can't go any farther than that. Than
0: that the, we, we have to train ourselves to smell, to, to smell good more than we smell bad. Yeah,
1: that point about your nose is, you know, it's uh, a good problem to feel a sensation. Anyway. Hey, hey.